0: everybody to another episode of level up cleveland this week we have with us mr dougie manross that's right what's up the guitar extraordinaire and you really are you're an guitar you're one of the guitar players locally that uh kicks just kicks ass dude and um thanks for coming down yeah for sure um yeah i it, it, you you're right now you're a part of the band bronx country yes. so it's, a, it's not just all country though no. It's got yeah, I was like uh, yeah, there's a lot of things going on with this band, you know. I think a lot of people could be misled into that thinking that it's all it's like an all country band, right. but it's a cover band. I mean, is what it really is and you play a lot of popular stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people we're like we're country music for um for people that like rock music. So um, if you're like somebody that's completely like, Oh, I hate country music. I always say, I'm like, you'll probably like us though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 so, right. Yeah. I mean, you'll play like, Hey, Jealousy and stuff like that. It's not country music. These are popular tunes, really successful songs and big songs that yeah. everybody should know, but you guys do very well. You guys very talented band. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like you've had, a, you have all a long history of doing all kinds of Cool stuff that a lot of people, I think, would think is really cool if some of the stuff you've been involved in. Right, yeah. I want to go back a little bit, though. I want to go back to the beginning. I mean, I mean, uh, everybody's got their story, their guitar story, how they learned guitar, blah, 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 blah. Somehow I get the sense with you, it's one of them that you just buckled down one time and just learned how to play, and you, it became you. Pretty much. Yeah, is that, is that what happened?
1: So, when I was, um, shoot, I had to be like nine. I think uh, Guitar Hero was like the big thing. Oh, yeah. So, I, like, my parents got me Guitar Hero, and I was terrible at it, and I'm like, you know what, I'm like, I want to play real guitar, and my dad played, he grew up with a bunch of guitar players and stuff like that, which we'll probably get to, (laughs) and, uh, he, uh, he gave me his old guitars, he's like, you know, he's like, this is different from Guitar Hero, like, this isn't, you know, you gotta, like, practice and, like, sit down, I'm like, okay, I'm doing, I'm in, like, and I just got a guitar teacher, and I- sat down and i just practiced that's all i did for years <laughs>
0: you became obsessed basically yeah, pretty much so do you think do you think that you're you, you pick up guitar hero first of all first of all let me just ask you about that first yeah. guitar hero right now there's when it came out you know my daughters were really huge into it and right. stuff like that it was a real big thing and it was all it also kind of coincided at a time where i think rock and roll to that generation was kind of dying out yeah so the one thing I always give Guitar Hero credit for is reviving that whole rock scene. Because my kids know so many songs from the 80s and 70s and stuff that they know well. And I'm like, how do you know that? Guitar right. Hero, Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero. Yep. So in, in some ways, I really believe Guitar Hero saved a, a generation from getting rid of the whole rock thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, do, would you agree that that's probably true?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what got me into rock
0: music. You know? Oh, well, really? Yeah. And then your dad's a guitar player.
1: A little bit, yeah. He, but he
0: knows how to play guitar. Is that what it was? He could play Simple Man.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> he about one song? right. Yeah. He can uh, he can play the chords of Simple Man.
0: Did that influence you at all, though? I mean, did did, did, did the fact that your dad could play, did that make you want to play a little bit, or did I that have think, nothing to do with I it?
1: I think the idea of him just having the gear, kind of, he had like a couple guitars, he had an amp. And that was just kind of, it was just around. So it was kind of easy to get into it, you know? So that was.
0: So how old are you when you first start really playing the guitar? How old are you?
1: I was about nine or 10. So
0: who the hell are you listening to, like, (laughs) as an influence at nine or 10?
1: My dad kind of showed me, like, some YouTube videos of, like, Eddie Van Halen. And then, like, I really got into, like, the heavier side of things first. So I was, like, really into, like, Black Sabbath. And, like, Randy Rhodes is, like, my guy when I was growing up. And, uh. Yeah, my dad just showed me a bunch of videos and he's like um like hey, like, you know, if you practice like you could be one of these guys or whatever. So Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah.
0: Is that is that how you taught yourself? Was just mimicking other guitar players or did you actually go to did you have a teacher? Did you do all that also? Yeah,
1: so um I my dad um I think it was either my mom or my dad knew somebody that knew Bernie Hansel. Oh, which, Bernie! Yeah, yep. Taught so, you how to play.
0: Oh, that's right. Bernie was your guitar yep. teacher.
1: Yeah. So he, uh, I took lessons from Bernie for about two years, and he definitely like pushed me into the more heavier side of things. Yeah. Like the Judas Priest, the you know, like all the Black Sabbath, because that's all he that's loves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He loves yeah. it. He, he loves it. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. He uh, he taught me kind of like he taught me a bunch of songs, which is great for like an up and coming guitar player that you know yeah. but uh after like 2 years he uh i started kind of learning songs by myself and like you know learning ear training and like figuring you know if like i listened to a song i could figure it out but uh i came into like the lessons one day and i knew eruption like i kind of figured it out by ear and he's like you know he's like Unless you want to learn music theory, he's like you could probably like just kind of go off and. You're good, yeah. yeah. Right, not not much more. I'm gonna be (laughs) teaching. Yeah, that's that's cool. He gave me the option, and I'm like, I don't want to. I was a kid, so I'm like, I don't want to learn music theory now. So I just started playing out, and that's kind of where it started.
0: So you start off, usually, if you're taking lessons in guitar stuff, you start off learning chords and stuff like yeah. that, the basic stuff like that. And then some people don't ever progress into that lead thing. Some people are good with the rhythm guitar section, yeah. and learning how to play chords and stuff like that. But obviously, at some point, that wasn't what you were thinking. You right. you went into the solo thing, and you, you're amazing at it. So. What point do you want to... Like, how does that work with some people? You know, I'm, I'm curious sometimes. Like, at what point do you want to be the, the lead guy versus the, the rhythm guy? How, mm. what, 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 is it just because you start off learning Iomi and, and Rhodes and, and yeah. Van Halen? You're like, well, that's what they do. I want right, to do yeah. that. Is
1: right, that- yeah. I mean, I was always into, the like, the lead guitar players anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um,
0: is, it, is, it, is it a similar story as, like, the Van Halens and the, and the Dimebags where, the, the, like, one day... They disappear from the world in their room, and then they and they just go ham. And then when they come out to the world again, they're that guy. All of a sudden, they weren't that guy. Kinda. Then they then they resurface. Now they're that guy.
1: Yeah. When I so when I was in school, like everybody's like, oh, like yeah, like they everybody called me Doug in school. They're like, oh, Doug plays guitar. Doug plays guitar. And then finally, it was like I was in high school, and um, I did the high school rock offs, and they like announced my name. And they're like. You're in the high school rock offs, and there was another kid that was doing it, I think, too. And they they all knew he played guitar, and he was like good. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm doing the high school rock offs. Like, oh yeah, okay. And then I ended up making it to like the finals, and they're like, whoa, like you made it to the finals. No one <laughs> took you seriously <laughs> right, at all. Yeah. And then I took second place, so it was like it was kind of funny, but that
0: was your first time in any kind of competition with the whole thing and everything. Pretty
1: much, yeah. To where like everybody at school like took notice and they're like wow like okay like he's, does that like, do, does legit.
0: that do you think that that moment might have caused you to like even go like more obsessive with this whole thing? You got a taste of success. You see, you're getting some accolades and you're feeling good about yourself. Yeah. So you think that that might have even like boosted this thing to that next level? Because dude, you're a next level kind of guy, right? I mean, like, like I, mean, I mean, you're around a lot of musicians, also. You know what I'm talking about. You're you're somebody who keeps like you de- you've definitely at some point took this, taken this taking this thing very seriously yeah. and decided. You're going to be as good as you can be. Yeah. Not everybody does that, but you did. Yeah. So, like, at some point, you become a little more obsessive than the other people. What does it? And it's these little things that happen through life, those little moments. You know, you don't forget.
1: Right. You've yeah. had some
0: probably incredible gigs. You've played with freaking Ripper Owens, dude. <laughs> but you don't forget those little ones that right. got you there, right? It's yep. so much fun in those parts, you know? Yeah,
1: for sure. It's, you know, when it comes down to it, they're all kind of, you know, it's all kind of the same thing, you know. My job is to my job is a lead guitar player, you yeah, know. Right, right, so right. whoever it's, you know, whether it's playing for Ripper Owens or Bronx Country or, you know, doing playing with my girlfriend, it's all kind of I approach everything kind of the same way. So. And
0: you're also like a hired hand also. I yeah. mean, if if bands the guy can't make it today, they know to call Doug and he'll come out and take care of it.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's that's what I'm doing uh, tonight,
0: actually. So yeah, right, right. You were just saying you got. I mean, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. And how you know, like, is that is that partially obviously you're good, but is that also partially because these bands also know that you have. A, I mean, do you just know a ton of songs? Is that is that part of the whole thing? That's part of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you must right. Like, yeah. and, and there's certain bands that you've kind of probably know and worked a little bit with, so you already know their yeah. their set list and everything, so they're always can go to you. Yeah. That's nice though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like. um... Yeah, just, like, the amount of, like, that's how I kind of got into country music is so I started filling in for, like, like country bands and stuff oh. like that. So um I did that, you know, learned all those songs, and then, you know, it's just kind of – some bands kind of have, like, overlapping and stuff like that. So – but, yeah, I do – that's part of the gig. I know a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: well, I mean, I, that – but it's just like – um we talk about it with some of the other guys. You know, if you have the ability to play guitar and sing backup vocals, yeah, you're so much more valuable than the guy that can't do that. If you can do certain things, you become more and more valuable. Yeah, it's knowing a game a, yeah, knowing tons of songs as a guitar player and being able to play them all, yeah, man, you become so valuable to so many people. Yeah. So what what's the first band you were ever in? Oh, well, I, I mean, because we're talking about how you kind of this whole thing already started off as like a solo thing for you, right? Yeah. Did you did you? find some guys and did you get into a band early on uh, so
1: kind of what happened was my dad went to school with billy morris oh so he uh when i got good enough he's like hey he's like when eventually when you get good enough he's like i'll take you out to see billy I'm Like, okay so practice 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 figure out some songs and uh i went out and uh billy like just took to me like immediately he's like he's like hey he's like you want to come up on stage i'm like yes <laughs> so um he got me on stage with cleveland's breakfast club and uh so that kind of like turned into a thing it was how old like a, were you at that point i was about 12 i think oh wow yeah. so um my dad would take me out to watch them like every weekend and billy would like do the same thing like bring me on stage i'd play like eruption or something that like you know wild people and uh He'd be like, hey, he's like, throw the kid a couple bucks. He's got to buy glue sticks or whatever for school, you know. <laughs> and uh, so after doing that for about a year, Billy's like, dude, like, you got to get your own band. So um, he kind of kicked me to the curb for a bit. And uh, <laughs> forced you to do right, it. Right, yeah. He, uh, so I, uh, I ended up uh, joining a band called Into Deep which was like, a, it was like a cover band, you know. But then at the same time I was in that band, um, I was in a band called Velocity that eventually turned into Never Surrender, which oh, was the oh, band oh. that I did the rock-offs with. So, yeah. So that was kind of like, it was all kind of like at the same time. What kind of
0: music are you playing? Like when you say cover, like what kind of covers are you doing?
1: Oh, uh, like that band was kind of like early 2000s, like uh, Blink-182, all the stuff that's popular oh, right oh, now. I, I got, yeah, I got you, I got <laughs> yeah. you. So, uh, a lot of the early 2000s, and we did like all the classic stuff too. But yeah, it was all the young guys in that band too. So,
0: so then what happens? So, that, is, that, is this high school then? Is it, we're getting into high school actually. Yeah. We're starting, high school's beginning. You're in bands. And then what happens through high school? You By the way, you went to Buckeye High. Yes. And my grandkids go there. What's up, guys? And uh, just, they don't go to the high school yet. But right. they're, that, that's all one big complex right there. So, it's yep. like, but that's cool. Yeah. It's a huge place.
1: Yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, I uh, I kind of did that like all the way through high school. Just like by the time I by the end of it, I I'm not exactly sure. Um. But Billy, so when Billy was kind of bringing me up, he t- he gave me like this is one of my favorite things to say. I'm like, you could either work at Sheets or you could be a full time guitar player. What do you want to do? <laughs> so that's kind of you know. He gave you two
0: options. Yeah, he's like,
1: what do you want to do? He's like. So, uh, I'm like, I want to play guitar. So that's kind of, you know, playing in bands and making money. And you know, that's, it's been the job ever since. So, so that
0: is all you do is, is you're, you're a full-time musician. Basically. That's it. Yep. Have you ever had a real job? I mean, have you ever done <laughs> that before? Or if you've you been able to just trans, just go right into this.
1: Yeah. I think my dad tried to like, give me a, uh, a healthy dose of reality one time and he tried to like, he's like, Hey, he's like, I got a little job for you. He's like, come and help me. And, uh, like every once in a while, he'll like ask me to help him out or whatever. He's in like construction and stuff like that. But other than that, like, I don't think <laughs> that's a, that's
0: it wasn't, it was never really in the cards. No, yeah,
1: not really. <laughs> yeah. Anything to do to keep away from the day job.
0: That's cool, though. Yeah. they have been able to do it. I mean, it's so rare. I yeah. mean, it's so, and it's so hard to do right now. I mean, like, it's, it's not exactly like you can write a song and, and retire on it. Right. Yeah. And, and, but you're doing that thing that, you know, like we see a lot of the musicians doing, like, um, you have the Billy Sullivans and stuff doing this similar thing where you just gig wherever you can gig whenever you can gig yeah. with whoever you can gig with.
1: Yeah. Soak it's, up the market.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like 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 you're just and if you and if you present yourself that way and if you're good enough and you pre- you can you can just gig every day. Yeah. I mean, you can literally gig every single day and you could make a living as yep. long as you can keep busy.
1: That's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Now, what happens after high school?
1: Um,
0: so, so high school's over, you get out now, you got to like, like, so just...
1: that's kind of where Bronx country comes in. I was, so one of the only kind of day jobs, kind of day jobs that I had, I used to run sound, um, at a place called the jailhouse in Grafton.
0: Yeah. Right there on Grafton so, road. Yeah.
1: So that's how I met a lot of like bands. Cause they'd all come through and they'd all be like, Oh, like, you know, they think I'm the sound guy, but then how'd you like, get that job? Um, that was through Billy too. Uh, oh. Billy's done, a, Billy's done a lot for me throughout my career. And, uh, he, uh, I got out of high school and I, th- I was going to, a uh, try C for audio engineering and Billy's like, I think I said to my dad, I'm like, eh, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go blah, blah. He's like, well, my dad was kind of cool with it, but my mom was not. And, uh, he's like, well, he's like, if, if uh, if we're not going to go, he's like, you gotta, you know, figure out something to do, you know? So Billy ended up given me um that job at the jailhouse he's like hey he's like yeah you know, it'd be cool to like you know figure out you know kind of do what you wanted to do anyways go to school for so um i did that for about a year and a half and all the bands that would come through there'd usually be like one person that would be like hey it's dougie like they know me as like the <laughs> guitar player and oh then, yeah yeah right then they like end up like bringing me on stage and stuff like that and the uh, yeah. And at this
0: point, you're only like 19 years old. You're still yeah. young. I mean, 1920. Yeah.
1: eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Wow. But uh, then uh, there was one night where, so Bronx country as a band, Bronx has been a band for years. They were like the heavy metal band back in the day. And uh, so Bronx country started about maybe 10 years ago. And the singer, Jeff Bodine came out and watched. He, uh, he was hanging out and he was watching a band one night. He's like, Hey, he's like, I'm putting Bronx back together. He's like, um do you want to be the guitar player Bronx country I'm like yes and uh that's kind of where that whole thing kind of started yeah just
0: like just this simple question and a simple yes and now we're on our way right yeah and you've been doing that ever since pretty much yeah so
1: it's been about five I think I've been in the band almost five years so kind of like um and kind of doing other things alongside of it too like filling in for other bands. So yeah, you don't
0: stop basically anytime you can play, you're, you're ready. You're, you're ready.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You're always ready. Is that basically how you kind of like approach it?
1: Yep. Try to be. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: cool. That's cool. Um, so at what point do you start hooking up with a guy like uh, Ripper Owens? Um, how did, how do you get involved with his solo thing and how do you use that? all
1: happens? So Ripper was doing like little, um, he was doing some solo shows with his guitar player, Scott. And, uh, he would, uh, he'd do double billings with Billy. So every once in a while, I think for those shows, I think I was playing with Billy and, uh, he ended up coming up with us at the end of the night. We do like electric eye. We do all like the Judas priest classics, stuff like that. And, uh, I was good friends with Billy's bass player and he, uh, we were talking one day. He's like, Hey, he's like, um, he's like, Ripper's going to do some solo shows. And he's like, I'm going to play bass for him, but we're going to do one show with, um, with only one guitar player, I think it was in Michigan, and I'm like, you can't play Judas Priest songs with one guitar player. I'm like, you need two guitar players. I'm like, I'll do it for free, and uh, <laughs> Paul, the bass player, is like, like all right. So I went to the guys. He's like, hey, like uh, Dougie said, like he'll do the gig, like if you need another guitar player, and they're like, uh, yeah, sure. So I came down. I learned all the songs, learned the set list, came down, played them. They're like, all right, great, you're in. So that's kind of how it happened. I'm no like, no kidding, yeah. I said i'm like i'll just do it for free and so then- <laughs> yeah I mean,
0: isn't it wild do, do you think that people miss out on opportunities so often because they just don't ask i think so yeah doesn't, that, doesn't it just seem like things work out as long as you just open your mouth and say something it's and- true you
1: got to throw yourself into those kind of situations you know like you know i wouldn't have if i if i wasn't there and i wasn't able to be like hey like I'll do it. Like then, I probably would never have the gig, you know.
0: And you knew who Ripper Owens was at this point. You know, you he'd already done the Judas Priest thing and all that. I mean, the movie came out for um, Rockstar came out already, which was loosely based on that whole story. Yeah. So I mean, he's a pretty popular guy, especially around here. Everybody knows who he is. Yeah. So you meet him for the first time and everything. Cool guy. Was it? Was it all?
1: He's the most normal guy ever. And it's so funny because the first time that he came into the rehearsal space, we were like, um, me and Scott were going over the intro to The Ripper. And then he just like knocks on the door and like walks in. It was like the coolest moment ever. <laughs> 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 like, you couldn't have planned it out any better than that. But uh, yeah, he's super, super normal. Rides in the van with everybody else, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. He doesn't, yeah. never considers himself above anybody type no, yeah. thing. Yeah. That's so cool, man. Yeah. And, and, and like, a guy like him, who has the chops that he has and everything that he has, do you notice things differently about how he goes about his business than you see other people do? I mean, this is a, this is a dude who's done things on a scale that a lot of people you've played with really haven't yet, right? Yeah, and seen things that they haven't. Do you notice anything different about him as far as how he approaches his, his craft? Even, mm,
1: not really. He's just like—is
0: he um, just that talented where he doesn't really like have to like he does?
1: I'll- so he doesn't do warm ups. Oh he just God. walks. He does like, uh, yeah. He just walks us on stage and he does it. Yeah, he's ready.
0: He's yep. just ready to go. He shows up and it's time to time to fire it out. Pretty much, man, dude, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, now, he's the real deal. <laughs> so, so the first time you play out, what's that? What was that? How, how the first time you play out with a concert like this, where I mean, he's he's got a, oh, he's drawing people. They're insane. Yeah, people are going crazy. You guys are doing pre songs probably also, yeah. right? Yep. You're doing fucking pre songs with Ripper Owen, dude. Yeah, and it's
1: got to be the coolest. Yeah, for sure. Especially for somebody like I—I I was a Jewish priest fan to begin with, so I—I right. I knew a lot of that music, you know, coming into the gig. But, um, yeah, when it first started, it was kind of a weird time because it was like at the end of COVID, so people were still kind of like, should we go out? Like, what should we do? And like some of the oh, venues, yeah. like, I think like the first couple, um all the out-of-state gigs were kind of weird. But, like, the Ohio gigs, like, nobody cared. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, the uh, the Michigan one was kind of weird because it was, like, still when everything was, like, stepped, like... People didn't know what to do Right, yet. yeah. So it it was kind of funky. But by the end of, like, uh, some of the gigs that we did, like, last year, were kind of... They were super cool. Like, they were all packed,
0: so... Cool, man. Yeah. Exciting as hell. Do you get... Do you, I mean, do you get, like... I mean like you play out a lot, right? You yeah. do. That, but do, are these a little different for you when you're up there? Do you feel like you anticipate this a little differently? Right. Yeah, it's um
1: it's kind of funky because you kind of um with the other gigs, you play for like, you know, 3 hours and like you have to be there and stuff like that. But with this, it's like um you set up, you sound check during the day and then you go back to the hotel and you kind of sit around all day and, and wait for the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. So you just kind of like you <laughs> wait to play for an hour to an hour and a half you know it's kind of a it's a different kind of thing
0: see but, you know when i hear that kind of story i, I it's so my mind goes right to the fact that you can understand why these bands and these rock stars get into partying and drugs and alcohol yeah. <laughs> there's nothing else to do it's true like like you're just sitting there sitting around waiting and, and this is the life you yeah. know and so eventually you got to have some fun or do something the gig is only an hour and a half long usually an hour long if you know two That's it. Yeah. When you're playing those kind of things. The rest of the time, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the good thing about
1: the everybody in the Ripper Band is everybody's pretty down to earth and you know everybody's pro you know so it's not Big like time right yeah so it's kind of a good situation for a youngin like me yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not like you know going off and you know going doing, crazy right yeah
0: you know it's kind of funny though but when you did did that, did that happen to you when you know you're learning how to play all these instruments You're you're le- well, not all these instruments you know how to play guitar through, through through all these guys through all these different guys but the, the stories that are coming out back in those days right. were you know the party and the musicians you yeah. know like it was both, and then you actually now are kind of entering into that whole realm of thing, world of things, and it's really not like that at all, is it? I right. mean, it's kind of like they're drinking coffee, and they're, yeah. and they're talking <laughs> about stock market or whatever, you know, whatever. It's like everybody else kind of, right? Yep, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we hear that a lot, Yeah, because I'm always trying to find that story. I'm like, when's someone going to tell me the story when there was 12 girls in the room? Right, and, yeah. You know, like, let's <laughs> not play with Talia, you know, and it's yeah. like, no, no, because it doesn't happen anymore. It's really not, it's not the same way it used to be, I guess, you know Right, I mean? yeah. That's just the way it is, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. We've progressed as people.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody has their stories,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any?
1: Do you have any crazy stuff? I mean, if
0: you, you, you know, like... Pat and I used to be in bands. We would there just a few times that we would play out, man, and we would see crazy shit. I mean, there's stuff that happens, you know? Yeah. I Definitely. mean I mean, do you ever you ever looking out and just be like see some things? I mean, one thing that's cool about being on stage, if you've never done it before, that's really cool, is that it's like when you're up there you know, people think that you're disconnected, so, and I think probably some people actually are up there. But for the most part, you're you are very connected. Oh to yeah. Everybody. you you look at everyone's faces, and you're you're watching. You can see what's going on over here. There's a little scrap going on right. over here, yeah. and this guy's arguing with this woman. And this guy, yeah, you know? right. My uh,
1: so in Bronx, um, me and the lead singer, like if like uh, if like there's a girl up front, like he'll like forget the words, and I'll forget the guitar part at the same time. And, like, we look over each other. We, like, laugh. And people always ask. They're, like, so, like, uh, what do you guys talk about when you're up there? And it's, like, it's usually, like, a chick. <laughs>
0: That's like, Third row. Right, yeah. yeah. That's usually it. <laughs> that does happen, right? I mean, like, yeah. like but it's just cool. Um, do you ever have a, have you have you ever had a moment where it didn't go well? Have you ever had a, a, a moment where when it was all said and done and you were coming off and you were like, oof. Oh. Uh...
1: Um, I'm not exactly sure. Usually. That's, that's probably a no. Right, yeah. <laughs> usually, usually I'm pretty prepared, so.
0: Yeah, no, um, I'm not talking about you specifically, but just the whole, you know, like you, the show itself, did you ever just have a bad show where you were a part of it? Yeah. You kind of come off the stage and you're just like, well, that didn't go as well as we thought. Probably not, huh? Yeah,
1: usually, usually everything kind of goes pretty. Cool. Um, yeah, so. Well,
0: that's um, a good thing. That's good, man. I just, you know, it'd make for a better show if you had some right, really. I know. <laughs> But it's good that it's not happening. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Sweet. When we come back, talk a little bit more with Dougie. Want to be a guest on Level Up Cleveland? Go to levelupcleveland.com and submit a guest application, leave your name, the name of your band or your performing act, phone number, email address, and briefly tell us why you would be a good guest on Level Up Cleveland. We would love to have you on. We are back, everybody, with Mr. Dougie Manross. One quick question I want to ask you, though, is I did find somewhere where you actually have a name, uh, Lix. Yes. <laughs> L- yeah. I, L-I-X-X. Right, I found yeah. it was very interesting. This was a little while ago. I mean, you've since dropped this, but I'm curious about that.
1: Yeah, people still call call me that, but... Uh, um,
0: For obviously, I mean, Lix, I get it, but...
1: So, when I first, like, started playing out with Billy, um, he, uh, he would invite me, so my parent's house was right around the corner from his mom's house so he's like hey he's like i need some rocks moved he's like you want to come help me move rocks tomorrow I'm like yeah sure so i'd go over to his mom's house i'd move rocks for him and do yard work and stuff like that and after the yard work was done he'd leave me in the garage he's like hey he's like take his guitar and practice this lick and he'd like show me a lick like really slow he's like practice it really slow and then he'd cut he'd like go like to like Giant Eagle or something and go shopping, come back. He's Like you got that lick down? Yep. And every time I do like yard work for his mom, he'd like show me a lick and that's how he'd pay me. (laughs) 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 And uh, so after a while I started like genius, I started getting all these like licks in my back pocket. And that's when he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, you need a nickname. He's like, how about licks? Uh, I'm like, Okay, and like <laughs> it, it just kind of stuck, and people still call me that to this day. It's kind of funny. <laughs> that is cool.
0: Yeah. How much do you think that attributed to how much better you got doing the, the having him show you those little things, so those it, little lessons? I like still that.
1: play those licks to this day. So no you know, kidding. Yeah. Are they go
0: tos like? Is it just like little go to stuff that is yeah. like the Dougie? This is Dougie right here. Right. So this is what makes you you.
1: When he was when he was showing me that, he's like, um, they were all licks that i guess he learned from paul gilbert oh because he was on the road with him and he's like he's like yeah he's like paul showed me this lick and uh they were all like they were all paul gilbert licks but they're licks that he ripped off from gary moore (laughs) so um, wow yeah
0: so this is just like the game of telephone right right?
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah so they were all like um it's you can like go back and like listen to early Gary Moore stuff and hear those licks, and you're like, oh, like that's where he got it from. And they were like, you know, Paul Gilbert eyes, and then Billy eyes, and then I now them Doug's <laughs> got dougie has got them, and yeah. they're gonna be dougie eyes, right? Yeah. So yeah, nobody'd ever know that that's where I got the licks from, but yeah, that's, that's funny. But yeah.
0: but don't but doesn't that isn't that just the way it is? Yeah, pretty I much. I mean, how many people are literally coming up with new licks and not and they're not somebody else's it's- from somewhere else. You know, it's funny. I I think even when you think you come up with your own stuff, half the time you just don't realize you've stolen it from somebody Oh, right, else. yeah. Yeah, you've heard it so many times, and it's in your head, and you're like, oh, man, I just came up with this good idea. And then all of a sudden, in six months, a song comes on the radio, and you're like, that's a fucking song. Like right. It, <laughs> yeah,
1: right. But I, I was like, uh one of my favorite guitar players growing up was a guy named Phil X, and uh, he was kind of like a master. He plays for Bon Jovi now, but he... uh He was a master at kind of like um, taking things and like making them his own kind of. And uh, one of the things that I watched was uh, um, I think he took the tapping part of Eruption, like the end of it, where it goes like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, um, instead of tapping it, he like played it with his fingers. Like instead of. Picked uh, it. Yeah, he picked it all. And uh, that's like, that's where I'm like, all right, that's super cool. Like, you know, and it's kind of like. You kind of take something, you kind of make it your own, and that's you know.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the. Speaking of that, now we've talked about these bands that you've been in. They've either been a situation where you've joined an existing band, basically. What's but that's kind of what you've been doing so far throughout this thing. You haven't yeah. really, I mean. So, do you write your own music? I mean, do you do you have a a, a little studio at the house, maybe, or do you yeah. have? Do you have all that set up already for yourself?
1: Yeah, pretty much. So I'm kind of at the point where right now I'm, uh, I'm like, well, like I've been playing in cover bands for like 10 years and like, you know, it's kind of to the point where I want to do what I want to do now. So <laughs> I'm kind of starting to write some stuff. I used to a lot, like, um, when I was younger, cause I was, um, the band that I was in never surrender was kind of like an original band. And, uh, but Since then, it just kind of became, like, it became kind of the job to kind of, like, learn songs, play songs, you know, the weekend warrior kind of stuff. But then uh, now I'm at the point where I'm, like, well, like, I got to write some songs, you know. So um, for me, I'm a terrible lyric writer. So I'm always kind of, like, looking for other people to, like, work with, you know. So that's kind of what I'm starting to do. Trying to reach out the feelers and stuff like that. So I got you are saying. So you, yeah. you, so
0: you, you have some limitations like that. Everybody, like everybody, but you just realize them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some right.
0: people, some people aren't very good lyric writers, and they still give it hell. You know what yeah, I mean? You're right, like, oh yeah. man, yeah. Yeah,
1: maybe you should find somebody else. I like to be honest. Like, I'd rather watch paint dry than write words. Like. <laughs> So that's, you know,
0: just so not something that's for you. I mean, and you yeah. got and you got so much going on wrapped up in that guitar. I don't know why you would need to write lyrics anyway. Yeah,
1: I just kind of, you know, I come up with the parts and then if somebody else can come up with some words or some ideas for the song, like great. Like I always like to work with other people, so.
0: Do you want to be the singer? Yes. So that's one of the things that you want to do that you haven't really been able to yet.
1: Right. Yeah. I I've done like um for the past few years I've kind of Ever since COVID kind of started, I kind of started doing more gigs by myself, like acoustic stuff, and, you know, I did a a band called Shaker, which I was like the lead singer, and it was a trio, and it was an all-request thing, so...
0: Oh, no shit. You got
1: to know a lot of songs, Yeah, so the band was, it was me, um, a drummer named Adam Radiski, who played with Billy, and then Paul Lewis, and those two guys were, like, Paul was a Nashville guy for a long time, and then Adam... This has been around for, um he's, I think he's, like, a few years older than me. Like, I think he's, like, 27. But, uh yeah, those guys know a lot of songs, too. So it kind of, but I was a singer of that.
0: So that's, and, and was that your introduction to, to doing all this? Or were you always, like, in your room and stuff, always picking and singing at the same time? Cause yeah. It, you know, that, that takes, not everybody can just pick up a guitar that knows how to play guitar, and they can just sing along with it. it, it you got to. I got and practice that. Right. Yeah. Did you have to also? I mean, was this something you had to work on? Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, I've always been, um, I've always kind of like sang songs. Like you know, I would sing like um, "Summer '69" or like something that's like kind of easy. Brian Adams' type Yeah. Song.
0: Let me ask you this. So, so the thing that makes this interesting to me, this conversation right now that we're having, yeah. is that you've played in Bronx Country, which is one complete facet, and you've played in Ripper Owens, which is you know, there's nothing alike there. There's right. Yeah. Nothing. So what's Dougie going to sound like? What, you know, like, what are you, what would you, what is going to come out of all this stuff that you've now been, you know, you've been influenced by Bernie Hansel, who's, who's yeah. Merciful Fate and, right, and, yeah. and all this stuff. And then and then you Ripper Owens, which is Priest. and, But when you when you finally put it all together, what do you hear yourself sounding like? Or, uh, not, or what do you think it's going to be? Like, what kind of music are you going to come up
1: with? I don't know. I definitely, um, uh, Probably rock. (laughs) That's kind of...
0: That's what's in you the most. I mean, you feel most comfortable in in, in playing some kind of rock. More of a hard rock type of a feel, too. Yeah. But doesn't that lend... The guitar kind of lend itself to that kind of thing in some some ways where you can really open up and and rip some solos when you're playing some heavier music. Yeah,
1: for sure. I always like the idea of, like, good pop songs with rock guitar, you know? Like, you know, well-written songs with rock guitar. That's why I always like the Zooters, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So...
1: But uh, one of my um, favorite local bands to go see, and this kind of like got me like kind of pushed in the right direction, like of like wanting to kind of get back into original music, is uh, the band Truss. Oh, yeah. So I used to play with all those guys. Wow. Yeah, uh, I used to play with all those guys um, back in Never Surrender. So the drummer, um, actually, that was Velocity. So Velocity was uh, me, the drummer Holden Shalek, Yeah, yeah, and then uh, Hannah the singer, and then it ended up Eric Kennedy, who's in Lillier too. Uh, He ended up playing bass in that band, and then I was a guitar player.
0: Well, Trust leads off our third season. Oh, nice! There yeah, yeah, are. yeah. They let or well, they let me rephrase that. Trust led off our third season.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Because so, but yeah, yeah. So we just we we just talked to Hannah and and uh, she was the only one that was in here. Yeah, but right. well, we did talk to Hannah and we we went over everything. We had Lulia in here once. Yeah, already, yep, so, I saw that. Yeah. So so Eric has been mentioned more than once. I want to <laughs> get him in. I, we want to get him yeah, in here. You he's know, he's one but, of my favorite people ever. Oh no shit! He's a cool guy. We haven't got to meet him. Is, I know. He, is he a good dude?
1: Yeah, super cool.
0: Yeah, really. So, you were in the trust thing.
1: Yeah. So, um, they went off to Ohio State when they went to college. Right. And uh, I was just kind of left here. So, um, they're like, I think we did one gig um, down there. And they're like, you should come to Ohio State. I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. but uh, they ended up kind of, like, starting to do gigs down there, I think, and then they... Yeah, they got popular in Columbus first. Yeah, yep, and then they came back, and um, now they're doing really good. And every time, every once in a while, I'll go and watch, them I'm like, God, I'm like, I got to get back into original music.
0: Yeah, man, I think so, you, I mean, dude, the, the, hell yeah. Yeah. It's, hell yeah. It looks so fun. <laughs> well, I think, you know, and I think there's something special about... When you you you've put your heart and soul into it, and that's what you do when you write these songs. You put your heart yeah. and soul into it, and, and other people relate to it and respond to it. They know the words, and they know the—I mean, you, it's yours. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's something to be said about that that you just don't ever get from a cover band. You're just not going to get that. Right, yeah. Um. So— is this something you've already started, or you already got some songs written? Do you, you have songs? Sort of.
1: I got like my ideas. I'm kind of like a, a parts guy, so I have like a bunch of parts I've had for years and stuff. So I'm just kind of like, I need. I think I need like somebody to like come in and be like, all right, this is like you know, just somebody to bounce I- those ideas off of to kind of like put them, you know, in focus.
0: So you like you like the idea of getting together and collaborating with some people yeah. and, and and make that your band. So, uh, so your band in your eyes is not just somebody who can play, but they got to be able to collaborate with me and be able to like, like there's some things that I'm really going to be good at and that's going right. to be my thing. But the ones that I'm not, I need people who can do all that. Yeah. It would just be your band. Yeah. It's just going to be like man Ross. I, I think so. That's a cool name. Dude. If you just went with man Ross, dude, that would know be a
1: funny? cool name. Tim Burris told me to do that years ago. He's like, <laughs> dude, you should just name the band man Ross. I'm telling
0: <laughs> you, there's something about that. That's cool, man. Yeah. It really is. It's a cool name. It could be great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's so. That's what you'll do. So this is gonna be your band. So you'll you'll hire guys. Would you be more interested in a, a a permanent set of people, or do you like the idea of possibly changing the parts out and and being able to to work with all kinds of different musicians to create this?
1: That's kind of it. Like I've met so many people over the years that you know I've become friends with, and like that you know I would love to work with on stuff like that. So you know, just getting guys that would be able to yeah play all that kind of different you know. Whether it's like rock or whatever it ends up being, um, you don't guy's, have to pigeonhole
0: yourself in any one. Right?
1: Thing. Yeah, that's kind of you know, but uh, um, just getting the guys that would be you know the right guys, I guess, to play those parts. You know, so
0: yeah, I mean, even even the even in the society, the not society, but the way things are set up musically right now in the in the industry is what I'm trying. We talk about it constantly here. You know, the whole LP album thing is kind of like fading away and the single thing is becoming more popular and with something you're talking about here that would that would actually help your situation because you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into a whole album of songs you can put out a single where you have this drummer this bass player this singer or you know and then and then the next song could be completely different and it could be you could lean itself to country it doesn't have to be the same song each time and since you have so many different Influences, yeah, you could pull this off,
1: yeah. That's is that is that
0: what you're thinking, more
1: kind of sort of. Um, when COVID kind of happened, um, a guy that I another person I kind of like started to like get me kind of back into the original thing was Gio Mastro, and uh, he would like do a, like a single like every month, like kind of like what Craig does, yeah, know? right, and uh, martini, yep. And uh, I saw that, I'm like, that's a good idea because it was always kind of a different kind of like. Um, like one song would be kind of like an adult, like an adult alternative kind of song. And then the next would be like a country song and yeah. it would be like really cool how he do it. And it would always kind of end up sounding like him. Yeah. Right. So, so you
0: could know it's who it is, but it's not the same right, music.
1: Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm. Uh, what I'm kind of shooting for I think so
0: I think that's interesting yeah I really do because that's I think that's a tough I think that's tough I don't think it's going to be easy because I mean one of the things we're finding out here is you know it's hard to cross crowds yeah it's it's hard to take it's yeah it's hard to get the people who like this music to come over and give this a chance and and start crossing them over but you know if as long as it sounds like man Ross yeah which I'm going with that
1: yeah there
0: you go (laughs) 10% yeah (laughs) you said it right yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah no that's great man I, I i'm looking forward to it dude i really think it's great man dude i'm telling you i think you're a fucking phenomenal talent Thanks, i man. really do you know one thing i will say is this i think that on our show we've had many many great musicians we've had rick ray we've yeah. had billy sullivan we've had uh guitar l- l- just tons of great guitar players yeah martini's a great bass yeah. player all these great guys but one thing about all of them is that when we get them in here, they're telling us their four-decade story right. of stuff that's already happened. Yeah. You know, their lives, and they're at the tail end of their careers now, and they're they're not on the big stages that they once were, but their stories are phenomenal, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. One of the reasons I, I really wanted to get you on here is because I, I just get the vibe from you that you're one of these guys, but you're just in the midst of it right now. Yeah. So you're like right now – forming that those stories that these guys are talking about right now cuz you're going to be one of these dudes. Right. Like I can see in in 20 years where it'll be our 40th season and we're going to get you <laughs> back in here and your hair will be grayer yeah. and you'll have a big goatee and everything but you're going to be like dude, four decades of remember and and, yeah. and you'll have all them stories because I think you're that guy. You know like one thing that was cool is them guys there's quite a few of them, you know, like there's a bunch of them. There was a time where there's, there was a lot of these, I don't see a lot of guys like you out there, dude. You're, 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 you're flying that flag, you know, guitar kind of like lost a little bit there for a while where people weren't as interested in it as they were. And you're one of them dudes that are coming out of that. Like, yeah, you know, like you're doing it, man.
1: I think I was one of the only kids that, uh, in my school
0: that played guitar like at all. And when we went to school, Pat, how many people played guitar? Like, Everybody. everybody, yeah. Everybody was a guitar player, man. Everybody. Yeah. You could even find bass players or drummers. It was like everyone played guitar. Yeah. And then that when that kind of stopped, and I see a guy like you, dude. I love that. I mean, to me, I'm encouraged by it. I, I see that there's somebody out there who can fucking still flat out lay out and do this shit. And I just hope that you inspire that next generation of people too that come out and you yeah. can do this stuff, man. And,
1: and that's kind of it's uh cool for me because uh, I teach um one. Like one day a week, I teach at a place called Rocktown in Lorraine, and uh, it's cool to like you know give back to like you know teach kids like you know how to play guitar. Is it mostly kids? Um, mostly kind of. It's it's all ages, but uh, it's usually a lot of kids. So,
0: yeah. How's that? I mean, how how'd you get? See, I didn't, I didn't even know that. Right. Before. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know that. All of a sudden, you bring that up. No, I, I got to make. It. I had to make the plug. Yeah, um, but so so how's that? I mean, that's got to be another whole entire like thing. I mean, that's. It's different, but did Bernie uh, influence you at all to do that? Like, oh yeah,
1: for sure. Really? Yeah, I, I do like the same thing that he did to me. He uh, when I first walked in, he's like, "All right, here's a book." He's like, um, "It'll either take you, you know, like three weeks, or it'll take you six months, like depending on how you practice." So it's kind of what I do. I'm like kid walks in, I'm like, "All right, this is the book of doom." I'm like, <laughs> "If you practice, you can get through this in like three weeks. You can get through in a week, really, or um." If you don't practice, it'll take you six months. Yeah, right, right, and right. you won't be any better than you are now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I remember asking Bernie about that. I was like, dude, it's like, do you have, do you ever have that moment where you got the guy that walks in and his expectations are just off the charts, and you're like, and he, but, right, he's, but yeah. he's not that guy, you know? Right. Yeah. And Bernie was like, you know what? You never say anything negative to nobody. It's always yeah. positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement. It's true. And then he made a really good point. And he said, you know, that guy that comes in and he's having a hard time learning that stuff. How many times you see them people a couple years down the road and that guy that came in and he was just, it was natural and he could do it. He's not even playing guitar yeah, anymore. True. And the guy that had to work hard at it because he had to work hard at it, he's still doing it. Yeah. And now he's gigging, he's playing, and he's, and he's a guitar player. Yeah. Do you notice the same kind of thing? Is the same, same thing?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I've only been doing it for about, um, I think it's going on two years now. But, um, yeah, like the people that are like naturally gifted, it's kind of easy for them, and they don't have to work towards anything to like you know. Because for me, like I I practice all the time, you know. Like even still, was,
0: still constantly do you practice? Always trying
1: to get better. Yeah. That's so awesome. yeah, but, um, yeah. Like I think the people that it comes easy to, they kind of forget like, you know, how much work it took. Like for somebody like you know me, <laughs> like where like, like I'm like the amount of time that I have invested in like just playing guitar is like. Like I don't want to give it up now. <laughs> yeah, right. So I think that's kind of where it, uh, where that kind of comes in.
0: So, so to learn something like, like, um, eruption. Yeah. How long does it take you? I mean, like, like, and and and, and like, h- at what point are you like, oh, I'm, I'm happy with this. Right. Like, how yeah. long does that take?
1: I, I think I'm finally happy with where I'm at. <laughs> Just on now. It. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it took
1: so. For that song, it took stages because I learned it, and I kind of, like, learned it okay. Like, I didn't learn it note for note or anything, but there was a time where I got, like, older and older. I'm like, I should learn that solo. It was when he kind of passed away. I'm like, I should learn that solo, like, note for note. And I sat down. I watched, like, YouTube videos. I slowed it down. And, like, I just, like, went to, like, work on it. And by the end of it, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I think I got it, like, pretty much down. Like, note for note. So, um. Yeah, it's still. That's yeah, pretty.
0: I've seen you do the video. Yeah. I, I, I was like, "Wow, dude! I can't believe how good he is." Oh, thanks, I, I, I know I'm being serious. I mean, I, sometimes I'm just like, "Man, dude, you're you just you're you're so clean and precise. You're you're technically sound. Like, your every note is so you're, you know, like that. You're definitely practiced. Yeah, There's no <laughs> doubt about it, man." Very good, man, and and dude, you, and you've already done nothing. You're not even thirty years old. You've already got a, a a hell of a start to this whole entire thing. And I just think that there's not a lot of competition out there. Yeah. Like you can just go in there right now with what you got, man. And you're you're in control of you at this point, right? My
1: dad always told me, like, I think that's one of the things that kind of like, uh, um, made me like as persistent and like just as I am. Is um, he's like, you know, he's like, somebody always wants your gig, you know. So like, you know, you never wanna be um never wanna half ass anything or yeah. whatever. He's like somebody's always gonna be able to whether they're as good as you or not, you know.
0: He's yeah, like,
1: somebody always wants your gig. So
0: Yeah, we were just when we had a hooked leg home, we were talking to her and that's how that's how she got that her her spot was She they were in California, they're in this band, da. She goes and shows up, she's just hanging out. The singer doesn't show up for that practice. Yeah, they hear her doing some stuff on the side. They're like, "Oh, you sing all okay. kind." She gets up there, started her whole life. Now she's a singer. She yep. da, da, da. She that, that person's out of the band. That's the. That, as I said that's number one lesson, right? You, yeah. You make your practices because sure. the one you don't make would be your last. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's wild. It's wild. Um. So what's the future looking like right now? I mean, I, I you're you're still in. The whole Bronx Country thing—you guys are playing, you're doing your thing, but you got your—you're you're gonna start writing music. But do you see any other things that you got brewing, projects, other bands that you're, you're messing around with, anything uh, like that? I mean,
1: I got some ideas, um, kind of. So Bronx takes up a lot of my—takes uh, up a lot of my. Year. How many times do you
0: guys play? Uh, what, what what what? How many gigs a year are you doing with them?
1: Uh, so it's about two. We're shooting for usually two to three a month. So it's between 24, like, probably I got more, you. Probably more 30, than 24, yeah. Like probably 30 a 30, month, thirty a year. Yeah, thir- 30 a year. Probably a little more, maybe. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm always looking for, like, just stuff to do, you know. Especially, you know, um, just to kind of, like, fill the gaps between all the Bronx gigs. Because we only do, like like I said, like two a month, so...
0: What about session work? You ever, did anybody ever ask you, asked you to come in and, and lay tracks down for yep. them and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I do that, too, a little bit. Not much, but, uh, yeah, every once in a while. I'll, anything like, in
0: particular, anything cool that anybody can hear and go out and listen to? <sighs> I mean, when you lay that stuff down, those are your tracks, right? I mean, yeah. they're having you come up with your own solo and stuff like that and put down guitar.
1: Yeah, I did a, uh, I did a session for Mike Onesco, um, who's like a local guitar player guy. He was signed to Shrapnel Records in the 90s but he was like on the blues side of it. Yeah. And uh, he asked me to come in and he's like, Hey, he's like, uh, I need a guitar solo for uh, the song. uh, Good times, bad times. And the rhythm section was um, Jeff Martin from Badlands and Greg Chason from Badlands. (laughs) Wow. So um, that was one session that I did. And I just recently did one for a, uh, a friend of mine, Mike church. He's a producer guy and he was producing a country artist. And I, couldn't tell you the name of the country artist to save my life, <laughs> but that's kind of that's session work, right? Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Just get in, lay it down, get out, get yeah. paid.
1: But the producer is Mike Church,
0: so at least knew that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: somebody got somebody got some.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> got some good guitar parts for that song. Yeah.
0: So what what's what what what's going on from here on out, man? Like, what do you what are you thinking? Like, what do you see your future being like? You're so young, dude. That's the thing that makes me so like. With the, I'm wondering. I'm wondering, like, when you. Even as a, a teacher, does, does anyone ever walk in and look at you how young you are and go, how's, how's this guy going right, to teach yeah. Yeah. You ever get that? I mean, you're a young dude. I mean, you got a lot of left to, ahead. I mean, yeah. do you see yourself on the bigger stage? Is it Are you driven to become very famous, or do you like what you're doing kind of? I mean,
1: I, I never really set out to be, like, famous. And my thing was always, like, I just wanted to make a living playing guitar, you know? So yeah. that's um, – yeah, anything to keep my head above water and you know just do what I love every day is kind of the goal. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But aside from that, you know, playing you know playing bigger stages is definitely fun. So.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and you've done some of those. I mean, you've done a little bit of that, right? I mean, had, you had your taste of that. You you get your taste of what this whole local scene is. I mean, you're and you're a rising star, I believe at least. Right,
1: cheers, man! Thanks.
0: Anything else? You got gigs coming up? Anything that you want to promote? Anything that you did? Uh...
1: Um. Bronx country. um,
0: This will probably come out on Christmas, dude. Okay. I'm probably going to put you out on Christmas. I think it's Christmas Day. When's Christmas Day? Sunday? Yeah, I think it's going to be that Saturday, though. Whatever that Saturday is. It's going to be. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to bring a fucking hat and a Santa hat. Um, No, but I will put it out there. So if there's anything you want to promote, that'll be after that date that you know about.
1: Yeah. Kind of the two main things that I have going for sure right now next year is Bronx country. um, Every month. And uh, uh, me and my girlfriend Jess, uh, she plays in a band called Speed Rail. We do a duo together. Um, and We call ourselves Dougie and Jess. So creative. Oh,
0: and what do you guys? What do you guys play out?
1: We do like uh, Thursdays, Sundays, kind of like afternoon patio kind of stuff. But so, every once in a while, we'll play like a club like Mary Arts in Lakewood, which is like our go-to spot. So um, we just do like duo stuff. Like, is she singing? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's uh, she's a dead ringer for Stevie Nicks, so.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, pretty okay, so. Uh,
0: so you got that going on, too. Yep. So, so you do got a lot of shit those going
1: Those are kind of like my main things that kind of keep me um, working through the whole year, but uh, um, aside from that, just filling in whenever somebody calls, so.
0: Hell yeah, man. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's it. Sweet. I think we're done. We're out of time, and freaking it was awesome, dude. Yeah, cheers, man. It was as fun as I thought it was going to be. Awesome. (laughs) Keep your eyes open for this guy. I I swear I do believe this is going to be one of the guys that we'll bring back on here on our 40th season, and he will be that legend that we'll be talking about at that point. Until then, keep it up, man. For sure. You're doing awesome, dude.
1: Yep, thanks, man. Thanks for having
0: me. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. That'll be fine.